Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can reach Rob very easily. His website, www.robgw.com. His phone number, 860-413-3938. Don't worry, I'm going to repeat that at least a couple of more times and I'll even throw in an email address more towards the end of the show. Rob, nice to see nice you. Nice to friend. see you, Gary. You are looking great, thank brother. Thank you. Thank you. What can I say? I I was I know you don't celebrate Christmas, but I hope you uh enjoyed the spirit of the season. Yes. Now we've got New Year's upon us. Always a fun time. Uh, any New Year's resolutions? So many, <laughs> so many. I can't even can't even start. I mean, look, in a nutshell, I would say it really on, at least when I think of New Year's resolutions for me, I'm thinking of where, you know, how can I improve what I'm doing every day? And it really, for me, it's about how, how can I help more people? It but some really things is. are in your scope of control and some things are not. Oh, yeah, I struggle with that. Sure. I think everyone can kind of relate to yeah. that a little bit. So at the end of the day, I can kind of look at it as, there's different ways to help people. You know, sometimes it's helping somebody buy a house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's helping somebody refinance. Sometimes it's helping somebody get access to their home equity, get rid of debt. But sometimes it might be none of those, and it might just be, hey, you're on the wrong path, and here's how you can make it right. Hey, you're not going to buy a home in the next six months. Here's why, and here's what we can do to get you on that path. And when I look at the people that I've helped buy a home or refinance or do anything with a mortgage over the last year, a huge amount, maybe even the majority, didn't get there overnight, right? It's kind of like, you know, the overnight success millionaire. You see that they've got the riches and the fame. You don't see all the hard work that went in. You don't see the thousands of hours of practice, all the heartache, right? So that for me is what it's about in the new year. And in my industry and what I do, the more people I can help ultimately relates to my compensation, right? And being able to provide for my family. So I know the more money I can make, the more people I'm going to help. It just is correlated like that. But at the same point, there are times when I have to give free advice and I don't charge for my time, you know, on every single phone call, right? But my time is valuable. So I need to take that and say, that time was well used, even if I'm not making uh, uh, an hourly rate, right? Or I'm not making a fee or a commission, because what goes around comes around. I do believe sure. in karma, and I've put so much advice and information and knowledge out into the world. As those listening know, that I feel like you know the world knows, God knows, and will bring that back to me. I couldn't have said that better myself, and I've like you. I completely believe in in that what comes around goes around, and I, too, have offered uh, my advice. This is going back to when I was in business, okay. and I, this may not be relatable when people think of the context of me right now working in radio, um, but when I was in business, I used to give free advice as well, just thinking that it'll come back to me, and I would just give a, give the advice, and a month later, sometimes longer, I'd hear back, yeah, you know, you may not remember me, Gary, but you were giving some advice to somebody and I was standing next to them and I was absorbing everything that you said. I wasn't quite ready at that moment, which is why you're hearing from me mm-hmm. two, two, three months later, but now I am. And you, that, I always remembered that conversation and that piece of advice that you were offering. And I'm like, wow, who would have thought, you know? Three months ago, whatever it was, I was talking to somebody about something and, and it, 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 
it bore it, fruit. You know, that's three you know. Later. I, I think that giving good advice like that, unsolicited, with nothing in sure. return expected. To me, that's one of the purest forms, you know, of joy out there. But of course, we all need advice on other things too in life, right? Well, and yeah. I know a lot of people right now are struggling with their finances. Sure. This show's all about empowering you with your real estate, your mortgage, and your finances. So I think it'd be the perfect opportunity here at the end of the year, going into 2024, to tackle strategies for debt debt freedom, and really just how to have a positive financial impact going into the new year in 2024. And for almost everyone, that the cornerstone of that is debt elimination. And if you're not able to do that, at least debt management, right? And getting that on the right page. So that's the spirit of debt our show freedom. today. Debt yeah. freedom. All right. So let's kick it off then. Let's talk. You know, we're in the midst of the holiday season. Um, yep. And let's face it. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people are were charged Christmas gifts this, this oh, yeah. you know, for Christmas. And the bill's going to come in in a few weeks once we get into January. How can individuals maintain a fun spirit, you know, f- being joyful, you know, while still being mindful of their of their finances? It's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Because the person yeah. when you think of the movies, it's the the tight wad it's at the, the the wall of the party, not talking to anyone who's just like, oh, they just took a toothpick for two cents. And, oh, they just ate a meatball. And it's like you don't want to be the Scrooge, no. right, the Grinch. So you got to realize, like, this isn't about spending. The holidays have nothing to do with spending at all. They really don't. If you dumb it down, it's about joy. Sure. Yes, there is a joy you get biologically from spending money, right? There's that dopamine that's going on. But there's also joy in the time with family, the places you are, the travels, all these experiences. So I'd say the biggest thing is if, you know, we all have to spend money in some way or another in the holidays, just create a budget. Don't just go on a whim because I think most people just wing it. You know, they're in the mall and next thing you know, they're buying something for $300. Is that in your budget or not? You don't even have a budget. Even if it's as simple as saying my budget for holiday gifts this year is $1,000. Something as simple as that is better than nine out of 10 people out there do. So that can be very simple. Or you can really whittle it down and say, I'm going to spend this much on this family. I'm going to spend this much on Christmas gifts. I'm going to spend this much on my travel. You know, all those things that come into the gifts and the celebrations that you need. But another big one is you need to stop only looking at the material things. And I say that in a big way, not to not spend money on material things, but just to redirect that money to the experiences instead. And I know this is something that's been big for me because how much utility do you get out of a $100 gift versus a $100 night out on the town, right? Or an afternoon in the park with family. Or like there's so many of these experiences that don't cost that much money or that much more than a gift that can give you a lot more utility, right? A lot more in the longevity of it. So I would tell everyone that's struggling with finances and spending in the holidays to really think about maybe just swapping out one or two gifts with a lower cost experience instead of presents and really see how that can uh, not only help your finances, but also help with that festive spirit you were talking Look, about. Look, I'm just saying there's a lot of people that right now, or if not right now, in a few days when the new year begins, they, you know, they start to have that post-holiday financial blues. 
So then how can someone effectively recover from holiday debt without compromising their overall financial goals? Oh, this yeah, this is tough because a lot of people start the new year that credit card bill or bills come in and they're just financially wrecked because many don't even realize the damage that they caused. So that's the first step. Assess the damage. Get all the holiday spending reined in. How much did you put on each credit card? Like, what do you have to tackle here? You got to identify that the holiday spending you did and then the leftover debt, right? Because not everyone has five or 10,000 in debt from the holidays. You might only have 500 or $1,000 in debt to deal with. It's obviously going to be a lot easier to tackle. So look at the damage, review that spending, and then develop a realistic repayment plan. You want to, at this point, prioritize what debts are going to get paid because most people don't just have one credit card. They've got multiple accounts that they've spent on, maybe sure. uh, you know, the store cards, the Visa, the MasterCards, etc. So you want to design the repayment plan by prioritizing. I recommend prioritizing high interest debt first. So how much are you paying in interest on each one of the credit cards? And can we prioritize the highest interest debt first? Um, so... If you have another repayment plan, I think that's okay. But if you don't have one, use the one that I'm giving you, which is to prioritize your debts in that order and then tackle one at a time. The other thing we want to look at is when those bills come in and you're looking at the damage that you've caused in your finances, do you have other assets like savings or maybe equity somewhere Mm -hmm. that could be used to pay off the debt even quicker, right? So Paying it out of your paycheck that comes in every week, every bi-week or or monthly is fine, but can we turbocharge, right? Is there money maybe sitting somewhere that we can dip into to accelerate the payoff of that debt? Instead of it taking you two, three, four years, maybe we can whittle that down and get rid of it in 12 months, right? So looking at all that is really, really important, that's for sure. And um, once you identify what assets you might have, then obviously we can – kind of have a meeting of the minds to see what's going to work best. Where should we pull that money from? All right. So then let me ask you this. Then for our listeners who might be carrying, oh, some holiday debt, I mean, what debt reduction strategies then do you recommend for a a fresh start in the new year? Fresh start. All right. So I think picking a strategy for your debt is important. The two biggest ones that we've talked about before on the show are going to be the debt snowball and the debt avalanche. So the debt snowball is going to be make a list of your debt from the smallest balance to the largest balance. We don't give any weight to what the interest rate is or anything. It's just smallest balance to largest balance. And then you start knocking it down one at a time. So you make the minimum payments on all the debt except the first one in line. You put as much extra money as you can to that first debt and then when that first debt is gone you roll the money down to the next debt this is that's your smallest balance right this is called the debt snowball method you can definitely research it or reach out to me and i can show you how it's you know can be personalized for you the other strategy that's very opportune in the context of debt elimination is called the debt avalanche i alluded to a minute ago which is listing your debt from small or excuse me highest interest rate to lowest interest rate and going about it in that method instead of concentrating on the balance concentrate on which interest rate is highest first and that can be a good way to go about eliminating your debt so that's what you want to do as far as picking your strategy there the next thing you want to do is consider 
other loan options or, or um, debt consolidation options. So what I'm talking about are like debt consolidation, personal loans, balance transfers. And generally, this is going to be if you're in the amount of debt between ten and 20000 or more. So you're not going to be looking at a debt consolidation, personal loan, or a balance transfer if you only have 3000 in debt. Generally speaking, you can eliminate that debt quicker than, and, and it wouldn't really make sense to consolidate and use that. But once you get to ten to twenty thousand or more, that's where this comes up as a potential way that you can save money on a monthly basis as well as interest. The debt consolidation, personal loans, and balance transfers, and then the last options that I want to talk about are the home equity options. So mm-hmm. these are for people that have, I would say, fifteen twenty thousand is really entry level. Twenty twenty five thousand or more is where it really starts making sense is how can we leverage your home equity to manage the holiday debt transitioning you know to home equity as you just mentioned how can homeowners leverage their home equity in order to manage even the holiday debt or or fund their their celebrations responsibly yeah so you want to explore the uh, home equity lines of credit or HELOC also home equity loans, those are generally going to have a $25,000 minimum. So like we were saying, if you're not dealing with Mm. 25K or more, a lot of these options, they might not really work for you. So explore the HELOC, the HELOAN, and then also it may be a good time to be looking at the cash out refi. A lot of people have ignored that for the last year or two because of the interest rates. Now, as we're seeing the rates being reduced, it becomes more attractive. In some cases, makes a lot of sense to actually use a cash out refinance rather than one of these second mortgages or home equity lines. Um, if you're somebody that bought your house in the last two years, you really want to be looking at a refinance now, regardless of whether you're paying off debt or not, because again, the rates of come down, the home equity's gone up, you might be able to save some money, even hundreds of dollars a month on your mortgage payment that then you can use to pay off this other debt, even if you can't consolidate it in. And uh, like I said, those cash out refis for almost any reason can make a lot of sense. So what I am doing a lot, Gary, is I'm comparing the payment on a cash out refi versus the payment on a home equity and give the consumer the option. Do you want your mortgage to go up 400 a month or do you want to take a home equity for 600 a month? Let them choose what they want. But I've been finding okay. doing that in a lot of cases, the cash out refi actually saves somebody more money than the home equity line. Speaking of home equity, can you explain the concept of debt consolidation through home equity and how it works for those who maybe they're okay. unfamiliar with it? So this is going to be a real primer in the mechanics of a HELOC or a home equity loan when it comes to the debt consolidation. So the way that it works is a new mortgage is taken out on your property. Mm-hmm. It's it's put in second position. So your first mortgage that you have, whether you have 30 years left or three years left, whatever it is, that mortgage stays the way it is. That mortgage is not touched. The interest rate, everything stays the same. But the second mortgage that's put in place or the home equity line is separated and all of the money from that is then able to be used to pay off debt. So in a lot of cases, the money will be deposited into your bank account and then you as the homeowner will write out checks or make online payments to each one of your debts to actually pay those accounts off in full. Um, The accounts are generally just going to be zeroed out. We don't want you closing them because if you close them, that will have a negative impact on your credit report. But the big deal for this and where most people lose when it comes to debt consolidation is they just want to pay the minimum and just that's it, right? 
That's the wrong strategy, though. You have to accelerate the debt consolidation loan in order for this to work long term. So that's going to be prepaying the mortgage. So maybe you were paying a thousand. Now you're only paying five hundred. But what if you've got this extra money? Can you redirect even a few hundred of that to pay that mortgage off quicker? Right. Or like you said, Gary, maybe use that extra money to pay off other debts that we didn't include in the consolidation, like student loans, medical bills, things like that. So that's definitely, you know, a big deal. Um, But on the cash out refi, the only difference as far as the mechanics of how it works is instead of us taking a new mortgage and leaving the first mortgage, we would actually pay off the first mortgage. So your current mortgage would be zeroed out. It would go to zero. And then the new mortgage would go in place in first position. As you would imagine, the home equity line and home equity alone have been much more attractive because of interest rates in the last year, 18 months. But that is shifting coming into 2024. So those looking at these strategies for equity in 24, you got to be looking at all your home equity strategies. Don't just think you know, but run the numbers on everything we're discussing. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Very easy to obtain some information about this and anything else that we discuss here. On his website, www.robgw.com. You can also email him, mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. And my maybe because I'm old school, I would do it the old-fashioned way. I'd just pick up the phone and call him, 860-413-3938. Don't worry if you missed any of it. I'm going to repeat all points of contact towards the end of the show. Rob, I mean, look, refinancing is a term I know that often comes up. You just did a moment ago. You brought it up. But how does refinancing tie into, like, let's say, um, improving overall financial health uh, and debt right. payoffs? Well, we haven't really talked a lot about refinancing recently well, because well, obviously it, it, there's obvious reasons why. It just hasn't been an opportune financial situation to be in, right? right. People Over refinancing were in a bad financial predicament, those that had to do it, right? But now things are changing. Now things are shifting. So we want to look at your debt as a portfolio. The mortgage is probably your biggest debt. Because it's your biggest debt, we got to look at that as the cornerstone of your portfolio. On the other side of it, home equity is probably your biggest asset. If it's not, it's probably close versus your 401k or your retirement plan at work. So because of that, we need to look at that asset and how can we use it? So in the context of debt consolidation, how can we restructure your debt using the mortgage and home equity as a financial tool or what I call a debt weapon, okay, something to get rid of debt with? And there's so many ways you can use it as we're talking about, but I think the most opportune for 2024 is going to be those that bought a home in the last couple of years, refinancing to either pay their home off quicker, drop their PMI on their mortgage, or just lower their interest rates because the interest rates are going lower. Hopefully it'll continue. And there's ways to save money now that wasn't there six to 12 months ago. So that's a big one. Then obviously we want to talk about the uh, restructuring of your debt, the actual payoff of your debt. So zeroing it out, whether that be the home equity we're talking about or the cash out refi. Then you want to use the reduction in the in the payment savings, whether you do a cash out refi and pay off debt or you just restructure your mortgage and lower your monthly payment. What can you do with that money? That's the key here. That's the part everyone misses. If you're saving $100 on your mortgage, can we put that 100 in your 401k instead, right? Mm. 
Can we prepay your mortgage? Can we put that extra hundred to pay the house off quicker? Or can we take that extra money and put it towards other debt? So any of those things that fuel investments, retirement, and other cash flow, that's going to be the name of the game when it comes to refinancing for financial health. I mean, look, many homeowners, they may be considering (laughs) refinancing, but thinking that, you know, the rates are kind of prohibitive. What are the key benefits they should be aware of, particularly in the context of reducing debt or even freeing up some financial resources? So as rates go lower and lower, the argument for refinancing becomes more and more reasonable. And I think if you went out today and asked 20 people, is it worth refinancing, 20 homeowners, every one of them would say no. They'd say, no, my mortgage is lower. Why would I refinance? But again, as rates go lower and lower and those credit card bills stay the same or go up, those personal loan bills stay the same and go up, all these other expenses are not going down, but the home equity has been increasing steadily, right? And as the rates go lower and lower, it makes more and more sense to look at these options. And I think a lot of people that have been on the sidelines, they're finally going to go, whoa, wait, the rates are lower now? I need to evaluate paying this debt or doing that or doing this, right? So something that wouldn't have made sense in October makes a lot of sense in January. It's Yeah, and it's that big of a shift because we've seen the pivot from the Fed. We've seen the shift in rates. We've seen the rhetoric completely change. If this continues, we might see rates in the five, even the four, dare I say it, range by the end of 24. I mean, I think it's realistic. So longer repayment periods. A lot of people are struggling financially right now. You're looking at refinancing. Maybe you only have 10 or 15 years left on your house, but you're struggling. Look at that 20-year or 30-year mortgage. Look at it. It might save you huge amount of money. I've seen eight hundred, a thousand or more a month. It might stop you from needing to go get a second job or a part time job if you're retired. That's a huge one is just reconfiguring that repayment period because so many people are tied in. They're like, I only have five years to pay on my house, yet they're eating ramen noodles and they can't put gas in their car, but they only have a few years to pay on their house. This is the strategy that changes that, okay? Completely changes that. And it may that. not add 30 years. I mean, 50, go from five I've years had, to 15 I've years. had people go from five years to 15. Yeah. I've had people go from 13 to 20 and anywhere in between. But like the amount of money you can save is significant and the consolidation Consolidation of debt can simplify your payments. So if you're dealing with dozens of payments, dealing with one or two is a lot easier. That's what debt consolidation allows you to do, and it also normally improves your credit as long as you don't run the cards back up or close the account. All right, so considering the current economic climate, what advice then do you have for our listeners on navigating their home equity and their interest rates in 2024? Right now is a really important time to stay informed on the real estate market and the interest rates. You want to get that relationship ideally with a local mortgage advisor, a local expert in your market that's doing this every single day. And reach out to me if you don't have somebody. 2024 is looking like a year for great opportunity for homeowners and for those that have debt. I think you're going to see a ton more debt consolidation done as uh, obvious by our discussion today. And I think home prices are actually going to continue growing higher as these rates go down because there's going to be more people hopping in the market. And that means for homeowners, more opportunity, more equity to tap, more money you can get out of your home. All right. Let's, uh, to wrap things up, we only have a few minutes left. I don't know, maybe you could share a, a success story or even a case study where a homeowner effectively used the home equity, you know, or refinancing mm-hmm. to manage debt and achieve a healthier financial Love position. Love this. So I, I 
got a couple stories before I came here to record earlier, and these are really great stories. The first gentleman, Tom from Waterbury, local business owner down there, owned his business for 30 years. He hasn't been able to refinance since 2009. Okay, He has not. He's tried and tried and tried again. He has not been able to because of his taxes. It's just because he's self-employed, the way his write-offs are. But anyways, he had accumulated about 40000 in credit card debt. We had this relationship, and I started saying to him, Tom, forget your taxes. What about these other loans that we can look at to get rid of your debt? And we explored bank statement loans for him. That was the key. We were able to refinance his home. Yeah, his mortgage was only at like 4.5%, and he refinanced to 7.5%. So it went up considerably, but his expenses went down by over $1,400 a month. He had all this equity built up. He hadn't been able to tap, and we finally tapped it. Now he's saving thousands, as I said, per month. His financial outlook is completely opened up. And for him, the biggest win, he wasn't able to afford life insurance for his family. Now, because of this refinance, he's actually able to afford life insurance. So his family is protected for him. And that was his why. He has no debt now, and he's got the ability to, of course, buy that life insurance protection. That's a a good story. One other real quick, Gary, is a a great lady named Kelly from Hartford came to me. And I've worked with her before, but most recently she had 80000 she had accumulated in personal loans and credit card debt because she was starting a business, an online business that had a lot of startup costs. And she was using, like many entrepreneurs, her actual personal credit cards and these personal loans to fuel it. And she actually bought a home years ago before they had gone up significantly, and she bought it in cash. She had sold a home in New York and bought a home in Hartford in cash. So she was in a good financial spot, but she had all this debt. So what we were able to do was refinance, actually put a new mortgage on her home where she didn't have one before, got rid of the 80000 in debt, and got her additional business capital because she said, Rob, well, I need another 20000 because of this other thing we have going on in the business. So can we work that in, too? And we were able to do that. And her payments went down by over $800 a month, even Ooh. with the additional cash in hand. So these are the types of opportunities, ladies and gentlemen, that are available with using your home equity for debt consolidation, whether it's a cash-out refi, home equity loan, or home equity line of credit. This is possible. And you'd be surprised how many people this is possible for that think, nah, that can't happen to me. <laughs> I'll bet you're glad that 2023 is just about wrapping up and we're going to start a whole new I year in a couple so days. I'm so looking forward to 2024. The opportunities for everyone, the abundance, the prosperity that's going to come to all of us is huge. And I look forward to being a part of it. Well, and so do I. Yes, sir. <laughs> Folks, you've been listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. All right, let me give you Rob's website because not only can you get more information on this topic, But all of the others that we've discussed for the last, oh, I don't know, three years, write this down, www.robgw.com. It's actually pretty simple, robgw.com. If you'd like to send him an email, here's the email address, mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. Now, the phone number, because let's face it, you're going to want to make an appointment. I know, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I understand, people get busy. That's why I'm saying write it down and give them a call Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. 860-413-3938. Hold on. I'll slow it down. I'll repeat it again for you. 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and... 
the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Have a good one, everybody. So long.